Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. This is, I don't even know what week. This is the last, or this is the first week of July, I think. Uh, Fucking, we got a good show. We got our Fearless Beer Review. We got our Songs of the Week. We have some new music and other happenings in the music world. But first, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Oh. Now, Jeff, hmm. let's let's just hop right into our fearless beer review. No time wasted, right? Hey, Pop anonymous. Let's do it. What do you got for your for your uh, for your beer this on this fine evening? I got a, a local brew, local brew for some local boys over at right. over at the Ren House in, uh, in Phoenix. Very local. Yeah, this was um, friend of the pod, head brewer over at Kings Crossing Brewery, Mike. <laughs> Bought a yeah. bunch of beer, had it shipped to my house. Uh, I assume you're taking it home. And Correct. I had them throw in some stouts that they that they were doing, and I just, I Venmoed them. And so this is uh, this is their this is their oatmeal coffee stout. It's called Joe Max, and it's uh, it's made with obviously coffee from other local local boys over at Press Coffee Roasters. Why? Why? Oh, why? Do you get why, shit beer? Why, oh why do I get shit beer? That is a good question. Well, I don't get shit beer. I get delicious beer, and this is one of them. So, I don't know what to tell you. It's like 7%, you know, whatever's. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Right? No, it's not. I follow it's science. Not. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, all that's right. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's okay. Well, I got I got a beer. I tend to buy beer uh, by the labels now. I'm like old school, like when we were kids and we'd buy CDs just by the the cover art. That's kind of how I've gotten with beer at this point. And uh, so yeah, I got this one. It's from Smog City Brewing Company or brewery in uh, in Torrance, California. So semi local, and uh, it's called Amaria Gorilla or Amarilla Gorilla. I don't know how, how you want to pronounce that, but it's a uh, it's a West Coast style IPA. So this is actually um friend of the pod uh head brewer of king's crossing brewing this is his favorite style of beer west coast ipas west coast ipas are his favorite it says it's uh 7.8 percent it says uh, that it's juicy tropical and it's a hot bomb and the label's really cool looking i like the label a lot so yeah like i said that's why i bought it because the stupid fucking label but there you go yeah that's you know that's that's great it's weird it's weird I actually yeah, no, it, i actually don't like the Ren House, I, I, their beers are fine from what I've had, but I feel the employees are kind of mean all the time and rude, so I don't, I, think, I don't make trips out there ever. Yeah, I remember you saying that before. 
That sucks for them because they could probably make a lot more money if they were nicer. They just, I, I shouldn't say they're like rude or mean. They're just not friendly in any way. <laughs> like there's no like, hey, service. what's up? Thanks for coming in today. Or like, hi, how are you? It's just, I'm going to stand there and wait for you to tell me what you want. And that's just, <laughs> that's just irritating to me. Yeah. Customer service that. is dead. It really is. It really is. All right, you ready to open these ones up? I've already poured. I'm ready to go, baby boy. Oh, my God. Baby boy, I want to catch my breath. I want to catch my breath. What the fuck is that? I'm ready to go, What baby. are you singing? What? I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Okay, I'm almost ready. I'm pouring it right now. I'm in the, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the process of pouring. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Are you ready? Mm, yep, that's sad. Yep, that's it. That's uh, that's an oatmeal coffee stout. Sure that is. Sounds gross. What's the ABV on yours? Uh, it's like seven percent. Oh, that's not too high for a stout. Nah. <clears throat> wow, mine's pretty malty. Pretty malty for this uh, for this West Coast IPA. Maybe that's how all West Coast IPAs taste, and I don't really realize it because I'm not really a beer connoisseur like um, like friend of the pod Mike. Mm. But mm, yeah, that again. that's good. Hey, watch your fucking mouth. You say that no, again. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know at some point, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know at some point you're going to get into coffee once you get a little bit older. You grow up a little bit. You're going to wean off of the energy drinks, drinking like gasoline. And you'll probably oh, drink so coffee, good. which is, uh, it's, it's, it's delicious. It's nutritious. You, you really end up going to coffee. I know you will. So switching from gasoline to mud? Sounds like a hey, good trade-off. God made mud, and mud don't mud. <laughs> you, know, oh my God. you know what's funny is, is the the glass that I'm drinking out of is a wine glass that I got from this uh, this winery called Alcantara, which is in Verde Valley, like an hour north of us, mm-hmm. over here in, in the Phoenix area. And I went on my first and only wine tasting tour, but it was kind of cool because they let us just do our own thing and like walk and, and tour the vineyard on our own pace. And so we got to talk to the people that work there and their different jobs. I learned a lot about wine, but um, it all still tasted like shit. But with my <laughs> wine tasting, I got I got a free glass. But on the glass, it has like their symbol on the front side and the back side. It has my favorite quote or my favorite oh, no. thing of all time. And it says, live, laugh, love. Oh, God, that is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> It's so lame. And of course, it's on a wine glass. Yep. Yep. If anything for that to be on. Wow. Wine glass is perfect. Man. I, I think like for you, the, the, it is what it is. Mine is like the live life, love, whatever the fuck that live, is. Live, laugh, love. It's so irritating. It like bothers me. It like really irritates me when I see it. <laughs> That's so good. It's good to know. That's great to know for future use. Start buying fucking that stupid poster signs and and it's always on like wood right it's, yeah, always, it's always carved wood. or painted on wood like yep. reclaimed wood yep absolutely stupid. everyone's dumb. you hit the nail on the head is that another wood reference there no i just that's my new my new thing my new saying because it's so original and clever i know you hit but the nail on the head i always think of uh of tim heidecker when he says that on tim and eric but he kind of like he kind of like says it in a whisper. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But anyway, uh, 
before we rate our beers with our three-point rating system, mm. I do have something. Mm. I do have something here that we haven't seen in a long time. And that is our boy Raul. Oh, dang. Raul did rate my beer on Beer Advocate. Mind you, he rated this on October 19th, 2013. Okay. So this is quite a while ago, but it's nice to see Raul. I mean, we it's been many, many moons, <laughs> many, many sleeps since uh, since the last Raul sighting. But this is what he said. He gave this beer a 3.98 out of 5 on Beer Advocate. So buckle up for this one. <clears throat> I'm going to read this verbatim. I'm not making anything up. So he says, on tap at the playground in downtown Santa Ana, California, Raul enjoyed this one. Raul enjoyed this one quite well. I mean, it didn't blow Raul's David Beckham skivvies off like a gale wind up from the subway circa 1955 on Marilyn Monroe, but it did what? the job well enough. <laughs> Along with the balanced hoppiness was a nice little citrus zest that would make any well-respected man like Ra- Raul think about slapping his mama but not actually doing so. Remember, my peeps, it's the thought that counts. Did he reference himself in the third person there? Like five times or six times. Wow. It's impressive. It's quite impressive. Most impressive. Most impressive. Yeah. Interesting. So that, interesting review there. <laughs> I've, I never, I've, I I've never seen him talk like that in any of his reviews. But <laughs> it's good to see you back, Roel, even though this is seven years ago. <laughs> good to see you back. It's good to see you back in our current timeline of <laughs> yeah. the past, I guess. But we, we do miss you. We, we We need some new reviews from you, so... If you're out there listening, I'm, I should start uh, hashtagging him, yeah. asking where he is. Yeah, we should start like, oh, dude, we should start like an Instagram camp or like a Twitter campaign. Where's Raul? To find out where's Raul, and then just just see if it blows up because that'd be pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Start that this week. But anyway, uh, so we have our three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're gonna continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but you should at least try it once. And zero is liquid hot lava, hot garbage, trash. Don't bother with it. So, Jeff, what do you rate your beer? Um, I'll, I'll do like a 2.4. That high, huh, yeah, for a shitty stout? No, it's good. I mean, it, you you definitely get the uh, the coffee in there. Um, it's kind of on the on on the way out. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it, it creeps up into your nasal cavity. And uh, it's good. It's light bodied, so it's not it's not syrupy. It's not thick. It's a good it's a good thing to drink with your morning coffee. Like yeah, drink it on the way to work, coffee, huh? drink it on the way to the gym, wherever you know wherever you go in the morning, just take this with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Everyone take notes on that one. Do we do? Are we popular enough to where we have to have a disclaimer where you should not be doing those things? That was just a joke. No, fuck disclaimers. Okay. People should know better. If not, then you know. It's their life. It, they should know better. It's their life. You gonna continue that? Nah. Oh, that song nah. was Destiny's Child earlier. That was singing the Baby Boy song. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Must have been like an oldie one, like a deep cut. It was a giddy though. Eh, debatable. Debatable. It's no jumping, jumping. That's a <laughs> I, banger. That's a banger. Yeah. That, that is. is quite the banger. <laughs> that's probably that is their best song. That oh, has to be their best song. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jumping, jumping is there is Destiny Child's. Destiny Child's is best song. Okay, Am I well, that right? No, I mean, I, I see where you're headed with it, but you're forgetting. Now I just thought of another big, huge banger, but uh, Survivor. 
Survivor oh, was Survivor. a fucking Come on. banger. And don't forget, Say My Name. Say My Name is better than Survivor. Say Come My on, Name man. is their best song. No, 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 no. Jumpin', jumpin'. No. I mean, that was when they were four-piece, remember that? Oh, jumping, jumping is such a banger. Ah, damn. I don't know. I don't know. It is. It is. All right. Well, I'm for my beer, my um, my Amarilla Amarilla Gorilla. I'm gonna give this a just solid two, man. I I'll go back. I'd go back to it if it was there. If it was the really the only kind of IPA around, I'd go to it. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to go find it again. It's good, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's about it. It's, it's like I said. It's kind of malty, and it's not as refreshing as like a hazy, because hazies are my thing. Ugh. I'm a haze bro, man. No shame. No just, shame. Just, they're just boring. There's no. There's no. There's no layers. There's no complexity. It's just. It, what do you it's mean? Boring. I, what do you mean? What do I mean? Do you not understand what I just fucking All you said? Drink are, are your ears and fucking? Chocolate. Did you get run over by trucks again? Damn. No, not yet. <sighs> You're crazy. Ha- hazies, hazies are the w- the way to go. Hazies are they garbage. Fact. <laughs> well, what do you got for your backies? You got any good ones or more shit? No, it's more shit. I have a quarter's light. I have a quarter's <laughs> light with a little Tupperware of limes. I got a Bud Light lime. I got a Michelob Ultra prickly pear cactus and lime. And that's do it. you ever put lime in your Bud Light limes? No, that's too much. I what too much lime? Because that, you're getting it's it's a different lime flavor. Like the Bud Light limes, there's a lot of lime flavor in that. Like there's a lot. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it's not like a real lime. It's you can clearly taste like how how banana runs don't taste like fucking bananas. <laughs> like you can tell the difference between artificial flavoring and actual lime yeah. juice. So that's why I don't add lime to the Bud Light lime because even though it's called Bud Light lime. It should be called like Bud Light, like Runt Lime or something. I don't know. It just does <laughs> have not have ever, a real lime taste. Have you ever actually tried it though? Nah. So what? Why knock it? Why knock it, man? You ever eaten shit, Tyler? You you ever tried poop? Yes, human I have. Feces? Have you eaten human feces? No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Because you know you're probably not gonna like it. No way. <laughs> don't don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should try it, man. What's, what's it gonna hurt? What's it gonna hurt? I'm gonna waste a lime. Who cares? Lime is gross. You're lime you're so good. dumb. You're you got, you got the dumb jeans tonight. You got your dumb jeans on? Nah, I got my um. Well, your dumb shorts. shorts on. Yeah, your dumb shorts on. There you go. Your shorts with a D. Wait. The D silent. Well, I said shitty shorts, like but gents. you kind of missed that joke, I guess. That's fine. <sighs> okay, what I was gonna ask you something, but now I forgot. Must have not been important. <sighs> Must have not been important. You're right. So, oh yeah, <coughs> Jesus. So my, I actually my my backies. Uh, I got I got some more of these, some more of these uh these gorillas. I have some buddies, and I also bought two bottles of Plenty of the Elder today. So I have that in case I want to get really wild later. Yeah. Are you going to bring one of those out for Sloan? He'll be so happy. Should I? You should bring one out and then drink in front of Sloan. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. I would totally do that. Actually, if you, if you do me a favor, can you bring one out for me? <laughs> 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 I would totally just drink or, in front of him. Or I'll just bring it. I'll just bring one and give it to him just to make you mad. 
No, make it pay know for that it at least. Mad. Yeah, I mean. No, I won't. I'll, I'll give it to him for free. Oh, that'll just to make so you mad. mad. I think I might do that just to make you mad. That's irritating when people give Sloan things for free. Because <laughs> he makes like $900 a week in unemployment and does nothing. Yeah. Butthole. It's, it's the way she goes. It's the way she goes, man. You know, it's a good song by Destiny's Child, kind of, but it's just Beyonce. But uh, her song, Naughty Girl, remember that song? No, I don't. Uh, I'm sure if I heard it, but I don't. I I can't think of it right now. That's a good one. Maybe we'll do uh, D Childs on the um or D Child on the pot sometime. Well, you never know. You never know. There there were some bangers there, and, and Beyonce, you know, whatever, however you feel about her, she got some bangers too. Yeah, she's got some pipes on her. That's she for sure. Does. Let's move on to our songs of the week. Moving so on. this time around. We decided to each pick two songs, the first one being the first hip-hop song we ever heard, and the second being our favorite hip-hop song at this moment, or of all time. I don't know. So let's start with the first songs we ever heard, or we remember hearing, and let's start with you, Jeff. What do you got? All right. Uh, mine is Easy Does It by Easy e from his album Easy Does It. <laughs> And uh, I was at I was at camp. I was um, I, I was I was fortunate to be a part of the of the times where camp counselors were cool. Yeah, fun and cool. <laughs> and this was the same counselor that got me into like Dropkick Murphys and the Bouncing Souls, and that's my affinity for those bands will probably never go away because the nostalgia is so high. But uh, Easy E too, like this was the first real hip-hop song that i remember hearing and liking because it was so it was so intense especially to a bunch of like six and seven year olds it definitely is <laughs> and and it was cool because our our counselor would let us if anybody like in our cabin were to like sing the intro to this because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of it's, it's sung to the tune of like the old gumby show if anybody would start singing to to this you know in the cabin he would let us say what easy says and easy says like bitch shut the fuck up and you let us say that and so <laughs> it was always like somebody was always about to say it, and we all jump at the chances they just yell like bitch shut the fuck up <laughs> we thought we were so hard like six and seven screaming this shit it was so good <laughs> but yeah this is uh this is the first one first one i ever heard i still love this song i think it's a fantastic fucking song and i love easy oh, and i know everybody God. i know tyler didn't like easy because he's, he's awful but he's awful knock him if you want man he's uh he's he's iconic He's iconic, but he's that doesn't make him good. It's like Sid Vicious. He's iconic, no, he's, yeah. He's, he's better than Sid Vicious. Barely, barely better than Sid Vicious. I knew you were gonna come at me with this, so I, I wrote some. I wrote some fun <laughs> facts about about Easy here that that uh, that hopefully will change your mind a little bit. Yes, he wasn't a good. He wasn't like a great rapper, but neither is Snoop Dogg, and that doesn't stop him. Whatever. Easy is iconic in that he was a gangster. Right? He was. He was yeah. like the only actual gangster in NWA. True. He was like yeah. the only person who lived the life. He put yeah. the gangsta in gangster rap. And then he got taken out by AIDS. Like in, within like a month, too. It was just, it was yeah, so it was fast. fast. But he created Ruthless Records, don't forget, early on in his career. He signed this act, JJ Fad, who helped pave the way for other female hip hop artists. They even started before like Queen Latifah did in the late 80s. So that's something. Okay. They were even nominated for a Grammy in the first year that it was available to hip-hop artists in 1989. But he didn't win it. No, no. J.J. Fad, the artist that he signed. 
Oh, okay, okay. He sorry. helped solidify Bone Thugs and Harmony's career. Mm-hmm. And he signed this 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 girl who's also, um, I guess, we'll cut. No, she's she's the intro. She's the voice on the intro of this song. He signed Michelle, who's an R and B artist, and that kind of shows you like Easy's range. That is not strictly just hardcore gangster rap hip hop. He can also sign like R and B artists because he knows that they're good. But yeah. he's he's unique, man. He's unique in style and voice, and damn, he was charismatic. Yeah, but he just, dude, he had no flow. He's so bad. But that's and he rely and he relies on Dre's beats. Well, looking no, nah. oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he does. So I'm gonna stop you right there. In this song, he does. I'm at gonna least. stop you right In this there. song, he does at least. What? Um, he doesn't just rely on Dre's beats. It's also DJ Yella, MC Ren. <laughs> okay. So it's not just regardless. Dre. He relies on other people's beats. He he didn't write. I don't think. I, I think he wrote certain verses on certain songs, but this song specifically, this was written by. Um, I think this is. Yeah, this Wait, so he didn't even write the lyrics. No, this oh, was even worse. This was written by MC Ren and produced oh by God. Dre and DJ Yella. So, and then that uh, song "Boys in the Hood" was was written by Ice Cube and he gave it uh, to Easy. That's so. That's even more embarrassing. But damn, he's just there's just he's, there's something about like the how the way his voice just resonates <laughs> in this annoying childish way. That's it is. Oh, and he was kind of short. He he was kind of short, so he kind of had that. Uh, what what that thing people the say? Yeah, yeah. He kind of that that short man syndrome. It almost seems like, and and it just it comes through. Like, yes, he's not good at rapping. He he has no flow. He really has no idea what he's doing, but it's still very commanding, in its own <laughs> weird childish way. Dude, and I, I like. Think, I think I like you're. Easy. I think you're looking way more into it than it actually is. But here's a here's the song. Uh, Easy does it by Easy. But you should. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, Dre. What's up? Give me a funky ass bass line. What the fuck is us in the place to be? Coming on the mic is easy, motherfucking E. Dre is on the beat. Yellow's on the cut. So listen up close while we rip shit up. Shit up. Well, I'm easy E, I got bitches galore. You might have a lot of bitches, but I got much more. With my super duper group coming out the shoot. Easy E, motherfuckers, cold knocking the boots. Cause I'm a hot thugster. I used to be a monster. If you hurt, you think I own a drugstore. Getting stupid because I know how. And if a sucker talks shit, I give him up. Eight balls sipping, the bitches are flipping. Slow down, I hit a dipping. Continue my tripping. Hitting my switches, collect for my bitches. The so I can add to my riches. Fill my stash, try to start rubbing my gas. Feeling good as hell because my pockets are fat. A hardcore feeling cold roaming the streets. And with a homie like Dre, just supplying the beats. Because I'm a gangster having fun. Never leave the power without packing a gun. Hitting hard as fuck, I make you ask, what was it? Boy, you should have known by now. Easy does it. Easy does it. Knocking motherfuckers out. What's your name, boy? There you go. There's Easy and the song Easy Done It. See now the production, the beat, everything is so good. But then he just raps over it and it's just, dude. You're just such a way whiner. To, way to kill, you're way to you're kill such a, a whiner. Way to kill a fucking beat. 
I just I don't understand why people like Easy E. Like I understand. I just gave you like fucking ten reasons why people like (sighs) Easy E. Yeah, but all the stuff you named were like his his stuff outside of his own music. Okay, the fact that he is iconic in that his his voice is shitty, but he can still (laughs) command the song with his weird high pitched vocal delivery, his kind of off time speech. Like he doesn't even have like cool style. Like I know you talked about Snoop Dogg, which I agree he has shit flow. But Snoop Dogg is like the worst rapper style, of all time. Man. But he still has like the style. How can and you vibe. say that Snoop Dogg has a style and then deny that Easy E also does not have a style? He does, like, but the, the style is not. Are you crazy? The, but the style doesn't translate well. It translates perfect just, because all no. of, a lot of his songs are very playful in that. I mean, luckily he had <laughs> Dre supplying the beats and and Yella on the cut to help him out. But and they all other people with, doing everything for him. Tr- yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was busy running a record label. Okay, so then why put out music if you're not going to ha- contribute to it? What's the point? Because everybody else wanted him to. So he's not doing it for himself. See, that's even like that's even something more. Because he was no. busy kind of like managing finances and, and working out the, the, the innards for NWA so much that they were like, you know what, let's do something for easy. Let's all get together and let him have fun. That's how all much right. everybody likes Easy except for you because he's popular, and that's why you don't like him. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. I also Dr. read somewhere Doctor Dre is far more popular, and I like him way more. I also read somewhere that the song "Boys in the Hood," the way he recorded it, it was it was difficult for him to get like a good flow, and that's why <laughs> it's like him talking right rather than rapping. It's just kind of like a talk, like a monologue almost, uh, and so yeah. they record it like in bits to 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 splice it all together at the end because he's that bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Let's get into mine. I the first song I hip hop song I ever wow. remember hearing is uh is Ice Ice Baby from Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and you know, when you're a kid, you think this is like the coolest fucking thing ever. I was probably like the same age as you, like 6 or 7 when I first heard it, even though it'd already been out for a couple of years, but yeah, it just it's super catchy. It's very very stupid. And um, yeah, I got I got some other things to talk about Vanilla Ice. I got some other things to say about Vanilla Ice, but let's just play a little bit of a uh, Ice Ice Baby. So here it is. Yo, VIP. And listen, I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance, caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly, when I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it, you better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid, don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it.
All right, there it is, Vanilla Ice, and his song uh, Ice Ice Baby. It's, hey, man, it's a fucking banger. <laughs> I don't care what you say, man. It's a banger, dude. Everybody likes this song. Yeah, it, everybody and likes those this pretending, song. Those pretending who that they don't like it, they're fucking lying to you. How can you not like it? It's so bad, it's good. With that, ba- with the bass line that they ripped off of Queen. From Queen and David Bowie. I was hoping that you would say, here's Ice Ice Baby, and then play the Under Pressure version, and then, like, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm like, stupid, I'm like, and then and then play this one. That would have been good. But that would have been too obvious. Yeah. Well, Way too obvious. Now you did nothing, so that's fine. Um, some some funny things he says in here that I that I, I like. Um, one is mm-hmm. is he's very positive. If, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. That's very nice mm-hmm. of him. I think that's funny. That's That's cute. I also like when he says cooking MCs like a pound of bacon. <laughs> I think that's I think that's solid. <laughs> that's good. He's this this is good stuff. And then I th- what's what's the line? I'm poisonous like a deadly mu- or or I'm I'm poisonous like a mushroom and then like they yell deadly in the background. Deadly. So good. So good. And I remember when when we were kids, I was probably like eight or nine. My my friend's sister, she had like the the talk the talk boy. Remember from Home Alone? Remember those things? The talk boy, the talk boy that Macaulay Culkin uses in the second Home Alone movie the fuck to record that? everything. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So back back in the nineties, they had the talk boy, the silver talk boy, and then they had a pink one that was called the talk girl, <laughs> and that's what my friend's sister had. And for like a year and a half, we would just record just everything on it we just get a bunch of cassette tapes and just record like theme songs from the tv like we put the microphone up to the tv and all that shit and we like record like little like radio shows it was really stupid and then one time we she had the talk girl like with her and she wasn't she wasn't with us at the time and then she came back and then we were listening through through one of the cassette tapes and she had recorded herself singing the singing ice ice baby baby and she got like halfway through and you can because you can hear the song playing in the background and then she's like singing into it into the microphone and like halfway through her mom comes in and you can hear her get really embarrassed and say mom no get out of here because she was like trying to like perform and then she meant to delete it or to erase over it but she never did so we we kept that tape forever we hid it from her so she can break it (laughs) it was so good who was this do i know this person or no uh well i mean you know john remember john yeah john who it was yeah, John Hudick. It was his sister, Summer. Ah. Yeah, you wouldn't know her. Oh, Summer Hudick? <laughs> well, no, her, that wasn't her last name. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't get it. You're almost there. But uh, but yeah, also, Vanilla Ice. I, I was reading some more stuff about him. He was, like, he got kind of, he got screwed really bad. And I, I feel kind of bad for him. And he, uh, so he, he was actually found, or he started his career, like, in Texas, I think it was, and he it was like an open mic thing, and some one of his buddies dared him to get up there and just do like a freestyle rap. So he did, never doing it before, and it ended up being so good that he won that open mic night, and then they had him back every uh, every week to like perform. So that's kind of how his career started, and then he came out with an album, and it was whatever, and then it he garnered the attention of Chuck D from Public Enemy. And Chuck D tried to get him signed to Def Jam Records, and he was going to get signed, but that at the last minute, Vanilla Ice went with another record company, and the record company like formed this entire image that we know as Vanilla Ice. Because oh. prior to that, he had a very different image, but they pretty much created Vanilla Ice, but if he had gone with 
the Def Jam route with Public Enemy, then it, who knows what would have happened. And he used to open up for Public Enemy and NWA and all that shit before I Say It's Baby. He used to open up for all of them. And then, you know, this blew up, sold 16 million copies. And then his follow-up wasn't successful, so then they dropped him. And then they came up, came out with a fake biography on him. Like, they made up this entire story about his life that was all wrong. So, like, it took, like, many years for him to, like, debunk everything and say, this is not my family. This is not anything that's ever happened in my life. So he got fucked really bad. So Damn. But then also fu- two fun little facts. He's very good friends with Ross Rob- producer Ross Robinson <laughs> because they can, cause they're both like really... Because prior to his singing career, um, he was a... Vanilla Ice was a... I think he was a pro motocross racer. And he had won a bunch of like medals and awards and shit for motocross. And that's how him and Ross Robinson met was, was through motocross. So they've been friends, and then Ross produced one of his records, uh, produced like a new metal record back in the 90s. And so that was cool. And then also, one more thing. After that Ross Robinson record, he went on tour for like two years as like a rock band, as a new metal rock band. And his bass player for those two years was Scott Schreiner from Weezer. Yeah, I I think I... That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. It's pretty damn cool, man. Pretty cool. (laughs) Right before he joined Weezer. Scott Schreiner. Mm-hmm. The guy who I met and asked if he could sign a album cover that didn't feature him. Oh, yeah, the Green album, right? Yeah. What a nice guy, <laughs> though. You should have had him sign the Vanilla Ice one. If you knew, that would have been really good. That would have been good. I wonder if he would have thought it was funny. <laughs> Whatever, though. But anyway, yeah, that, that's, my, that's my pick. And some interesting, that I thought, some things that I thought was interesting about him. Do you know I've never I've like, Vanilla Ice is is always kind of put into that that category of I don't care about this as a person or the music or anything I just know that face and I know the name therefore he is stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it probably sucks because I'm sure he probably does have some really good stuff. And uh, I don't know. He has to. He's got like six albums. He's got to have something in there that's gold. And and Go Ninja, that Go Ninja song from the oh, Turtles. that's a killer song. Dude, that yeah. song's fucking great. He said that was one of the most fun things he's ever done in his whole life. Oh, so Would be on the set and do that. I, I I read that too. Pretty cool. He loved it. But there's got to be there's got to be some stuff with it. And play, and if, if Chuck D saw something in him, then there's got to be something there. Yeah. Apparently too, like he was like a really really good dancer as well as, like, the rapping and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. And, like you said, yeah, with Chuck D, that's it's surprising. I did not expect it. Who knows what would have happened if he had signed a Def Jam? Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, so what do you got for your uh, for your favorite hip-hop song? <sighs> Currently or just of all time, what do you got? Um, it kind of changes a lot. At, at some point in my life, my favorite is your pick also, or has been your pick. But, but right now... It's uh, Cypress Hills ain't going out like that song. You're so dumb. You're such I don't know idiot. how that. I don't know why you think this is stupid. This is a fantastic fucking song, and a lot of the story behind it's great. And the album uh, from the black their album Black Sunday, released in like '93, fantastic album we've done on the pod before. Was that last yeah. episode? I think it. I think it was like near the end of the last episode. Yeah. Fucking banger album. Cypress Hills really really good. And this song is is this song is perfect, 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 perfect. I don't know, man. Perfect. Yeah, this is a this is Jesus a perfect song. Christ, I can't believe like 
out of all the hip hop songs ever made, you go with the Cypress Hill song. Like you could have gone with Tupac, you could have gone with NWA. You know, I don't I don't like Tupac. It doesn't matter. Like it's still I don't like Tupac. <laughs> I don't know, man. You go with Cypress Hill. I just don't you could have gone with Public Enemy. Come on, man. Go with Cypress Hill. I just I, I don't get it. But anyway, here's a here's Aang going out like stupid. that. going out like that from cypress hill honestly though i mean in all seriousness the beat and everything's really really good yeah, very very good song, dogs dude, I, I can't get over it because i only like traditional hip-hop music with traditional beats and just, rhymes and things his voice is just not i just don't i don't get it you gotta um i hate his voice so much you gotta you gotta challenge yourself you gotta break the mold of what you think like a traditional rapper should sound like and then once you get past that damn there's a lot of good stuff out there that you start liking i like a lot of hip-hop i do i really do but just i just saying, don't like be real's voice once you be, once I you break out of that like shell it'll be it'll be it'll be a lot better for you you'll it's get never there. gonna happen you'll it's never there. gonna happen i don't see it ever happening it will no it, no no it'll probably happen the same day you start drinking coffee and then you'll realize how stupid you've been I'll be some whole pretentious life. asshole. I'll be some pretentious asshole at, at that point. But why? I just. But why this song? It, there's just so many great songs. It's like always been your number one banger. Of uh, a this song? has definitely always been like floating in my top, f- definitely top ten. Ever since I've 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 never like really really been into hip hop, but all the hip hop stuff that I know, this has always definitely been in like the top ten. And then when we did the album, I. Really, really, really like the album, and then since that, this has been my number one. 
right. That whole album is just, it's absolutely fantastic. It's so fucking good. It's so dark. It's so raw. It's so gritty. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's so good. And this one's cool, too, because, I mean, we love, we love, we love shitting over SNL all the time, right? Because it's, it's absolutely terrible. But, um, <laughs> so one, apparently the band was, was really, really high in mushrooms when they recorded, like, the final version of this song. Mm hmm. And they were also banned from SNL forever because uh, oh, DJ Muggs lit up a joint during their performance. <laughs> and they so were good. specifically told by SNL, by their label, they said, they said everyone told them not to do it. And so they all agreed. <laughs> they all agreed that they weren't going to do it. But then they did it. <laughs> even, what does he do? He pulls out a joint. Even Sean Dog was like surprised. And if you watch like videos, you can see him like surprised. Like, holy shit, they fucking did it. And then they got banned. <laughs> and also, the, the, the song oh. contains a sample from from The Wizard by Black Sabbath. So you gotta, you yeah, gotta like it does, that. yeah. But still, man, it's B Real's voice, man. I just don't, can't get into it. Cannot do it. You get there. Other, than that, get there. other than that, Cypress Hill's cool. I I like them. But fucking B Real, man. All right, you good with that? Should we move on to mine? My final, yeah, the final yeah, one. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So. It was a toss-up. I had three different songs that I just they 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 constantly switch. And this is a tough tough decision. So I, actually, I'm going to give you the the two that didn't make the cut. So the first one is "Forgot About Dre" from Dr. Dre and Eminem. I mean, that is just one of the most fun songs to to sing along to. Can't deny that. Nostalgia is high with that one, but the song. But not, also, the song is really good. Not even like his top five. Don't you shut the fuck up? No, it's not. <laughs> Oh, okay, and then my number two, I this all this was almost my favorite, but nostalgia took over. But uh, harder than you think by Public Enemy. That was your number I think two. That was my number two. It should have been my number one, but nostalgia for my my favorite just it was too much. But harder than you think, man. That song is just, it's amazingly perfect. It's, it's so good. It's shocking. Every time I hear it, it's fucking amazing. But my, my favorite song is from a, a group called Extended Fam. Uh, they they put out one album back in 2002. Uh, this is like a New York hip-hop supergroup, like underground supergroup uh, featuring Tone Deaf, uh, Substantial, Pac-FM, and Session. I only really know about Tone Deaf. I don't know much about the other guys. But Tone Deaf is really the only one that matters. But yeah, they put out one album called Happy Fuck You Songs out in 2002. And the only reason I ever heard of this was because um, my friend Sean, his stepbrother at the time, uh, we, we like raided his computer of music. And I, we just discovered all these bands and groups and everything. And Extended Fam was one of them. And this is the first song I ever heard from Extended Fam. And so my friend Sean and I, we used to listen to this song all the fucking time. But uh, but yeah, and the rapping is super fast and tone deaf. I, tone deaf is my favorite rapper. And dude, he's, he's fucking... He's insanely fast, but he still flows really well. Somehow it's it's cool. So here's, um, I thought I had it oh, open, but not. Mm. So here's, here's a little bit of the song Velocity from Extended Fam. Can you feel the speed coming? The beat's humming. You need something to keep your knees buckling. Keep fronting. You'll be ducking from these hunting. No beast gunmen there and not these fucking MCs puffing. So breathe something to each one of my words. is just stunningly stern and it's funny. You run through action, not example. That's exactly why I have to smash. You learn that. Learn it again. 
got it now. Didn't you know the tone depth could flow fast enough to most sonic now? When I'm on it, shopping consensus, power defenses. Look if you don't wanna get offended, or else it's death in a negative attendance. In the census, when I render you senseless, I'm the better with a percent of the vengeance. Just leave you with a set of interest, and a dead left chin left with a horse draw. Probably gonna need a veteran every gonna redemption. Just better get a move on, or you holler, you on, or two balls, or blue balls. You are really thinking ill until we're just shipping a bill with you all over two balls. No, like, cause I don't have a hell of a Batman. Never thinking last time, we'll be in that rap, the pack jams. Any getting quicker, quicker than a maniac. Cause even number one, chillin' myself like a flash dance. Can't stand these motherfuckers that can't rap. Tone never stand, it's your Y'all niggas are pretty good, pickety, we're chillin' with the rap, pack this, our stats cake, your rap, bitch, too average, niggas said it's a pass, and the task is tedious, really the speed is just feeding me, you fuckers, I'll lose the speed. Did you feel the need for speed, indeed you do, we need you to, clear the way, we're speeding through, make it feel the velocity, just hold tight, bear witness to what you guarantee from flow, right of the job rule, we fast and furious like Ben Diesel, ink penetrates that papyrus, my pen's equal, sookie sookie, you rookie goody goody, we been evil, fuck 101, owning nothing, 10 people, they even up the odds, cause you Different people, styles been played like movies with 10 sequels. Does Eminem offend people? So do we, so absolutely nothing's what you show with me. Vocally magnificent, what you want is so significant. In the big picture, bitch, nigga, you're so sensitive. Gonna squirt some, I hurt one or two persons for the verse done. Your mom be sucking the girth numb. Beat it up and make her come. E fan, make it yours run. There you go, extended fan, and their song called Velocity. What did you think about it, man? What did you think? Um, it was good. It was good. I think uh, I, th- I th- his 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 style is very. It's it's fine. It it almost it almost <laughs> like goes into like the gimmicky territory, but it's because it's so fast. Yeah, because it just it abruptly it, it kind of just erupts into this fast paced delivery, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of stops, and there's really no transition part to it. But yeah. I mean, I guess. If I listen to it more, maybe that's why he does it is to kind of like jolt you to 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 catch you off guard, I guess. I don't know. But um it no, it was good. I I really have nothing negative to say about it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too familiar with like the whole New York Underground scene, but I think there's one song on this album where they they I think they call out what was LP from Run the Jewels? What was the group he was in in the nineties? Like family something or the family. He was he was a part of some like popular New York underground group, and they call him out a couple times on this album. Oh, company. So that's kind company of, flow. Company flow. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, company flow. They they mentioned them a couple times on the record, so it. I tried to look it up to see if Tone Deaf ever worked with LP at any time, but I couldn't find anything. But that would have been pretty a pretty cool connection if they had. But they were also you know, in that same scene together, so I'm sure they knew each other or they know each other. But yeah, I think I think Tone Deaf is considered like one of the the fastest rappers out there, like in the actual like music industry, not just some dude like in the Guinness Book of World Records. But yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty interesting. He put out like this weird like this like these four EPs back in the early 2010s, and like one of them was like this weird dubstep R and B thing that he was doing. It was super trippy, and I think he like wanted to see how fast he could actually rap. And he has a song called Crispy. And it just—it doesn't even sound sound like words. It's just—I don't know. It's fucking bizarre. But the guy's cool. He's talented. Yeah. No, it was. But it was a lot with like production too. It was fine. Yeah. But they're cool. Tone Def. Ch- just check out Tone Def. Tone Def is like the main the main part of this whole extended fan thing. But there you go. That's my that's my favorite song. My favorite hip hop song. Hip hop anonymous. Now, if you want to talk about Tone Loke, <laughs> then we then we can. Then we can crack open a funky cold Medina. 
and get down. <laughs> was Tone Loke that cool? I mean, was was his coolest moment in Ace Ventura? No. Was it? His coolest moment was Funky Cole Medina. <laughs> all right, all right. And Wild Thing. I guess. Wild Thing. Wait, oh, that was him, huh? Yeah, that was a Wait, good him? one. Yeah. That's it for for our new music, or not, or not our new music, our fucking songs of the week. So let's get into some new new music and new stuff. There's not a whole lot, not a whole lot here, but uh, our our boys in Blink 182 they um, they announced today that there was an exclusive Dogs Eating Dogs EP vinyl pressing that they did, and it sold out almost immediately. There are three different variations of it, and that shit sold out quick. Which is surprising because nobody really talks about that EP. Nobody really, yeah, nobody talks about it. So nobody really, really should know about it. But apparently they do. And Tom's, it was the last recording of Tom and Blink. It was only, so. it was only 20 bucks. And I've been, I've been debating whether or not I should get like into vinyls and stuff and, <laughs> and be a collector of those. <laughs> and I'm, mm-hmm. had I known about this, I, I may, I don't know, man, I may have bought this. This may have kickstarted your yeah. vinyl collection. Well, the well, our our album of the week, they haven't released it on vinyl yet. It comes out in September, mm. but I'm pretty damn sure I'm gonna buy it. Really? I well, for I just love the style. I I love the color. I love the album. I love everything about it. So I'm yeah. I'm pretty. I'm like ninety percent sure I'm gonna buy it. Dang man, you do you even have a turn? Oh, Sloan has a turntable, but I'm sure you don't want to sit, sit in Sloan's room listening to a record. I mean, it would be cool because he's got those huge fucking speakers too. So it'd be cool to sit in his room and just like blast the music and just sit there and just really, really take it in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, do, I really almost, um, I, I may have bought this had it not been sold out. I've been wanting to start a vinyl collection for years and years and years. I always wanted to start with like my favorite, buy my favorite records first, but then I went and looked and some of those go for like a hundred dollars. I'm like, eh. Just get reissues, baby. But a lot of the, or some of the albums, they don't have reissues. They're like one-time or two-time runs. And like on Discogs, they're going for 100 200 bucks. No, that's true. Uh, because, I mean, like you can find pretty much any Sabbath or Zeppelin album for yeah. 20 or 25 bucks. But if you wanted to get like Tiger Army's Power of the Moonlight. You that, just look that up? No, because I was actually looking oh. at today. Why? Because I I was just going through like our old stuff, and then I I realized that the the, the ones you think are going to be expensive aren't like the yeah. Sabbaths and the the Zeppelins and the Rush. Those ones aren't expensive. The ones that are expensive are like the Tiger Army, like smaller bands that aren't putting out a bunch of albums that aren't releasing you know a million copies of it. Those ones are going to be more expensive. Yeah, because they only press they only press them like once. Yeah, maybe twice. It sucks for people like. Like us now who want to get into it, it's just, it's kind of like discouraging. Like now I kind of don't want to do it if I can't get my favorite records for like at a decent price, you know? I think I'm just going to start like hitting up the used record stores out here probably like once a week and just bring like my list and then uh, just go through them, you know? I I, yeah. I only want to do the albums that we do on the pod though to start with because I think that'll that'll be fun. It could be exciting, yeah. But I, I think the idea of, of vinyl shopping as well is like going in there and looking at the artwork and then kind of buying it based on the artwork. That was kind of like the fun. I mean, I don't know if you really, I don't know if you really did this, but when I was a kid, it was after vinyl, but it was the CD. So I'd go into a store and I would look at the album covers 
and I, I'd, sometimes I would, or a lot of, or yeah, a lot of the time I would buy a record based on the cover. That was it. Or if it was like by a band that I liked, like by, say AFI, I would buy it based on the cover. Not that, not, I did not knowing anything about the record. I would just buy it based off of that. Yeah, I could, I mean, I, I, I never did it like in store, but like Columbia House and things, I, there was plenty of albums that I added to the cart based strictly off of its, off of its uh, cover art. It's weird. It's a weird way to shop for music, but that's how every, like everyone did it. It it does for people who are really into music. It, it does seem like like counterintuitive because everyone you know like that old saying you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But so much goes into the album art that sometimes you can kind of gauge what is going to happen if it's like w- like really eclectic or colorful. You can kind of assume that's going to translate to the music. Yeah, absolutely. Or if like if it's Primus's Brown album cover, that's just, that's like, you know like that's just it's so weird and and not like them I guess. Yeah, but that was the point because that that album was kind of like a kind of throwback loungy sounding album. Yeah, and and the artwork like was an accent to that, so it was nice. It was nice. But anyway, yeah, I I've always thought about getting into vinyl and like. Like looking back, like getting my favorite corn record, it's just like, dude, it's so fucking expensive. I don't know. Just, and then just I have to buy a turntable on top. Just, just, top just do what I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Just do what I do, and then just start with our albums that we've done. Yeah, but then I don't know. Maybe. I mean, this, this, this is a work in progress, right? So that you don't have to go out and buy Supernatural right now. But if you're out oh shopping, God, no, I would then, not never. Buy or, that. or if you're out like at a garage sale and like, holy shit, Supernaturals! This dude's selling the the, the LP for fucking four dollars. Like, I'll pick it up for sure. That's true because I did buy. This is like five years ago. Um, I it was in Tammy's neighborhood, and they had a bunch of vinyl out. And so I was like sifting through it and I bought a Fleetwood Mac record for like 75 cents. There you go. Yeah. And I've never listened to it because I don't have a turntable. So <laughs> that uh, Dogs Eating Dogs is sold out. I'm sure on Discogs it's probably going for like 200 bucks because people are idiots. But you got anything else to say about that one? No, no. Y'all good? There's also other merch too that they're selling in the vein of like the Dogs EP. Yeah, like shirts, a hat. A dog like bowl. A, Oh, there's a dog bowl. You're right. Yeah, go support Blink. Go support Good Blink. I should say that's what you should do. Yeah, that was, I mean that was half. That it was half Good Blink, half okay Blink. The only bad part of that EP was the Yellow Wolf part. That's it. it. I, I it wasn't like terrible either. It was just it was like eh, not really my not really my thing. Definitely not. It was it wasn't like bad though. It wasn't terrible. Uh, it was close. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> it was really close. <laughs> oh God, what a banger! What a way for Tom to go out of the band, you know, with "Pretty Little Girl." Weird fucking song. Well, I mean, so weird. Yeah. What? I guess. I mean, that was technically the last That's song. That's true. That is the last song on the EP. Yeah. So you gotta you just calls him as a season, I guess. But All that right. song wasn't that great either. So it's the worst on that record or on the EP. That's for sure. Don't say Boxing Day's worse because you know it's not. Boxing Day is fucking bad. That is a it's not, bad song. It's not worse than Pretty Little Girl. 
Yes, it is. Boxing Day is may not. possibly so be Blink's stupid. worst fucking song. Oh, you're Boxing so Day is worse dumb. than anything from California. You're unbelievable. And California Deluxe. You're unbelievable. Give me parking lot. Give me six eight. Give me fucking beige <laughs> little boxes in a row any day over Boxing oh, Day. Oh, you would pick you would pick uh fucking Los Angeles over Boxing Day. Oh, I love Los Angeles. You'd pick California. At least it's not Boxing Day, Los Angeles. Love it. <laughs> Love what about it. California? Here's to you, California. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, dude, Absolutely. that song is so bad. I I always forget how bad that California song is. Absolutely. Uh, the only new song that I thought was interesting and relevant came from um our boy Josh Freeze, drummer, drummer extraordinaire Josh Freeze. He's been doing this thing on Instagram where he's been releasing uh the quickie. He's calling them the the quickies, so they're just one minute songs that he's made. And this one is called Heavy Metal Car Collection. Uh, the video features Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. And uh, I think it's really good. So I'm actually going to play it. And um, so he- here it is. Heavy Metal Car Collection from Josh Freeze. It's a go it's josh freeze and his uh his one of his his one of his newest quickies if you don't know who he is he's the drummer for the vandals devo so many fucking bands but yeah this is uh everything's him the vocals guitar bass drums everything is all him so that's really cool and that was a lot of fun it could have easily been a vandal song like really that could have been a vandal song just minus dave on vocals are those awesome were those his cars Taylor Hawkins? Yeah. Or, I, am, I assume they are, yeah. Like, dang, that was a lot of really nice cars. He's worth a lot of money. I mean, look how much money the Foo I'm sure the Foo Fighters make a lot of money. He's not getting the equal cut, though. I, yes, he is. I think the no. band all share, like, songwriting credits, yeah. Dave Grohl's getting 99% of that cut. I don't think so. I do not think so. I think it's I think it's a fair share between all members, even the new keyboardist now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you. I, I I bet you. It's it's a fair. It's a fair share. Are you, are you counting Dave that, be, that because Dave Grohl's just a nice guy? Yeah. Okay. I think the only the only one that the only album that Dave Grohl probably gets like everything on would be the first record because he did everything on that record. It's all his songs. We got two more things. We got two things left. Uh, to the stars. I went. Ah, I, I'm doing it again, Jeff. I'm doing ah. it again. Ah. To the Stars. If you don't know what To the Stars is, that is Tom DeLonge's uh, company. And he releases his music, his movies, his TV shows, books, merch, everything through this company. And uh, they, they're coming out with a new docuseries. This one's featuring the Wep- Wepatone Dakota Native American Nation. 
I don't know. But uh, but yeah, this is this is what he, this is his new thing he's doing. It's being developed, and it's going to be focusing on that and their history and their spirituality. And I'm sure he's going to tie in some sort of like ancient alien stuff. Or I don't I don't really know yet, but I can't imagine it being bad because honestly, I've read and I've consumed a lot of what he's done over the last like ten years. He's bought and a book, didn't you? I just bought one, yeah, like last week, the new one that just came out, but. Yeah, I've I've I've, re- I've almost consumed everything that he's put out over the last ten years, and most of it is pretty good, if not great. It's that's just how it is. So, I honestly haven't been disappointed, and I don't know. This will be at least okay. Can't imagine <laughs> it being bad. So there you go. Got to bring up Tom DeLonge. Sure. It's part of this pod. It's part of the pod. Sure. And this last thing here, uh, this is not Tom DeLonge related, but this is Kurt Cobain related. And the famous guitar that Kurt Cobain played on the MTV Unplugged in 1993, I think it was, uh, it was sold at auction. Ah. And did I do, did I go ah again? Son of a bitch. Yeah, it was sold at auction and it was, it broke the record for the most expensive, I think just guitar of all time, beating out Pink Floyd's David Gilmore's guitar. And uh, I'm trying to remember how much it sold for, but, oh, it sold for six million dollars a little over six million dollars this Kurt Cobain guitar beating like I said beating David Gilmore from Pink Floyd who cares about who sold his for almost four million so Kurt really beat him but as he should I mean no offense to David Gilmore but (laughs) he's not fucking dead true like that's just stupid why is it stupid because you can't he's still he's still playing guitars so, so? so, what do you mean so? But because I think he's still think, doing it. It's going to be worth less. But I think the guitar he sold was was the guitar played on like the wall or something like I that. Or dark side of the moon. Was. Just saying. He's still playing. He's still playing songs from the wall. He's still playing those, this shit. Those two albums. Those two albums are far more popular than the unplugged performance where Kurt only played that guitar once. Not to the true heads like me. <laughs> My, and also the guitar he did play was a 1959 Martin D18E acoustic guitar so there you go that means anything to anyone but yeah six million bucks for that for that left-handed guitar that most people can't even play because it's left-handed actually no it's a right-handed guitar but it's upside down now that I look at the picture the pick so we on can top. play it we can play it yeah so Kurt just restrung it upside down because the they have that stupid pick cards on top. Every time you say pick guard, you say it fast. It's only you're saying Picard, like Jean Picard? Picard from uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek? Yeah. yeah. So that's about it for the pod. You got anything else to say, Jeff? No. No. You ready to wrap this up and then get into the to the meat and potatoes of the show? Sure. Sound good to you? Sure. Got your energy up? I do. All right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. We very much appreciate it. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Once again, thank you for listening. And that's it. That's all. That's all.